Hey everyone, welcome back to Reality 2.0. I'm Katherine Druckmann, and joining me as every week is Doc Searles, and we have Petros Katupis back today. Thank you, Petros, for joining us. Um, we have a couple things on our agenda today. Um, it all kind of centers around content moderation, though, at some de- at some level. Um, you know, what is what is acceptable content on the internet, and 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 what can people do with it? So. You know, a couple of the the things that we were going to talk about are very specifically related to content moderation. One of them is Twitter's new Birdwatch experiment, um, which involves crowdsourcing their content moderation. So that's kind of interesting. The other thing is something going on with Signal. The Verge had an article a few days ago that got a lot of traction and was kind of interesting in that there seems to be some internal conflict at Signal about their desire to uh, report abuse or or uh, moderate in some way, which that seems a little complicated, but we'll get to that. And then the other thing that's big in the news, um, you know, the past week is, is this uh, Robinhood, Reddit, um, GameStop, stock market kerfluffle. So we'll try to we'll try to touch on that a little bit because that's interesting because to an extent that is also about content moderation. It's also you know it's about de- deplatforming, um, and it's about sort of the d- democratization of financial markets via internet forums. So uh, with that, what do y'all want to talk about first? Well, we could talk about the. Uh, um... What was the first one you mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. Is <laughs> always oh, the Twitter thing. Yeah. Twitter Birdwatch, crowdsourcing Twitter's content moderation. Okay. Opening yeah. up for users to report or sort of like report back to the Birdwatch uh, system. Yeah. So I, I just wrote this down. The The problem with content moderation is giant, in, in giant silos is the giant silos. And the problem with moderating giant, giant silos is that it can't be done. Um, you know, I mean, there's no way for Facebook, for example, to to fully moderate all of the speech that happens in there. They're 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 built to ex- to accelerate it. They're built to drive engagement, and and they're not even doing it. You know, they're doing it with algorithms. I mean, to me, the more interesting, the most interesting thing about that is that Tim Cook came down hard on Facebook about that, and the story is basically Apple versus Facebook, but that's not the real story. The the, the story is. Um, no, no engagement algorithms versus engagement algorithms. And if you're, if you're using engagement algorithms, you're going to drive up um, tribalism. You're going to drive up people gathering around people who think and talk the same way and, and who complete their sentences for each other and say amen on what others say and retweet it and whatever else is going to be. And that, that's a problem in itself. But when it happens inside giant silos, the, those silos themselves can't fix it as long as they're using their engagement algorithms. So it's a, you know, it, it's a design issue, but it's also, um, you know, I, I, I mean, a, a lot of people would say, well, no, it's, well let's, let's bring regulation in here. But I'm not, I mean, the way to regulate it maybe is to say, okay, no more engagement algorithms because they're bad. They're going to make bad right. things happen. And I don't think we're going to end up doing that. It, it's interesting to me that as big as it is, Facebook isn't big enough to have regulators as captor, as capture as captives. They don't have don't Google think. to some degree. I don't think they do. 
I think you no know, Facebook has a team of humans that review. Uh, yeah, no, I'm material. talking about the regulators. I mean, they, 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 I don't. Oh, I'm not, oh, oh. They're not popular in Congress, right? So. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, they they, they haven't managed to cap, capture the regulators. They're not smart enough to do that, right. I guess, or powerful enough to do that. Google, to some degree, may. I don't know. I, I um, guess I'm trying to uh, visualize what Twitter's bird watch is uh, uh, attempting to do because well, Facebook has already started to, um, I guess, moderate the content and fact check already. I mean, how many times do you see somebody posting and it says that this is- Yeah, grayed out. Yeah, grayed out. This is not true information or, you know, it's not valid or it's been proven to be false. And it'd be interesting to see how Twitter- could accomplish the same thing. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but I guess the question is, is it something we want? Well, so I think, so the way that they've, they've, they're going about it apparently is they're, you know, they're opening up to a small group of users. I don't know what the selection criteria on that is. And I don't know if they've actually said at all, but um, they, they've given the ability to, instead of just marking a, a tweet as misleading or, or spammy or, you know, whatever sort of, uh, you know, flag you could um, put on something to report it. They've, they've, they've added a, an additional feature that allows you to mark it and then add notes. So you can say, this is why this is misinformation. He's, these are the, the fa- you know, these are the facts and these are not the facts. You can, you can write a little, a little blurb of, you know, of your choosing and submit it back to Facebook and presumably there is something behind the scenes that compiles all of these, all of these flagged um, tweets, plus, you know, the, the information provided and does something with it. We don't really know. And it's, it's, it's new and it's experimental and, and who knows. I just, you know, I wonder, um, as somebody who dealt with comment spam for over a decade and lost the battle, I would argue, uh, we, you know, we tried, we tried, um, you know, uh, crowdsourcing it a bit and that never really worked for us but then you know we weren't twitter sized either at linux journal but we had a solid i mean we had a solid audience and it's it's i don't know i question the reliability and i question the ability to get a sample group that is representative enough to get effective enough feedback representative of what i don't know but um qualified i mean who who knows i mean how do you how do you then vet the vetters? So, you know, I just wonder how it, how it works out. I, I don't know if you can. I, um, the Wall Street Journal of several years ago had a, a story, which is, you know, the, the, worst, the worst job in the world is being one of the 20,000 people whose job at Facebook is to look at human depravity and identify right. it. And, and these people get PTSD and how do they deal with it? And that's just, that's just pure human depravity. But if you're busy looking for, what might end inside a riot or some other thing like that? Who knows? I mean, I know of one person at Facebook or was at Facebook who said one of the most difficult things for them is they can actually identify on an individual basis. I mean, just to get monitored this, um, yeah. uh, they can scan for people who are likely to commit suicide, but they can't do anything about it because they'll like jump in all of a sudden and say, Hey, you're about to commit suicide is like, that's creepy. Not the right thing. I suppose they could, you know, and if you run an ad for suicide prevention and call this number, that's a little creepy too, right? Yeah. 
Somebody might kill themselves after seeing that, yeah, right? That's, that's, that's like I'm being followed, right? I mean, that's, I. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I hadn't thought about that. And the other, you know, the other thing is you have to wonder psychologically, um, what type of person is going to be the person to take the time to mark something and give informed feedback? You know, you have to wonder, like, who's going to take the time to do that? And, and, people. and what, what, what's in it, you know, what agenda might they have or, or not, or maybe they just have a lot of free time more than, than some of us, but I feel like it, it reminded me, I, I, um, I posted something on Facebook the other day about being in neighborhood groups. I don't know if anybody is <laughs> familiar with tendencies, but we all have that Mrs. Kravitz neighbor, right? Anybody old enough to have watched Bewitched or Bewitched reruns, um, but we all, we all have them. And I, I wonder, like, is it just going to be a bunch of Mrs. Kravitzes? you know, reporting, you know, on uh, other people's tweets. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's food for thought. It's an interesting thing. Um, I actually, I don't have a neighbor like that. And suddenly I thought oh, maybe I'm so that lucky. neighbor. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm old enough to be that neighbor. Um, get off uh, my lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I, if I had a lawn, I'd I could get off my dirt. <laughs> it's not a specific neighbor. It's just the tendency of, I don't know if you use things like next door or if you have a Facebook no. group for your whole neighborhood. It tends to bring out the worst in humanity. I think there's a lot of, frankly, racism. It's always, you know, you know, the, somebody's reporting something that they've seen that's highly suspicious and it's usually not at all. <laughs> yeah, or, we, we get that. Uh, we There's a neighborhood app or I'm sorry, neighborhood group that my wife and I are, are uh, part of. And for the most part, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, you have people asking for recommendations of places to eat or services like electricians, you know, to, to hire. Sure. Yeah. There's useful uh, stuff on there for sure. You know, things like maybe they want to offload or get rid of or whatever people I see a lot of good use out of it, but then you do have your random individuals who come on and are there are the, um, the, the Karens of the group. I feel so I bad hate, for anybody named Karen. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do apologize. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's a problematic term for many reasons, but it is uh, convenient and people understand what you mean. Yeah. There's a little bit of sexism in there, but you know, I don't, those people it just, still exist you, they, you know you get you get a hint of that every now and then and it's just it, yeah. it's it kind of you brings know. the whole group down every now and then i can tell you a story since we like to talk about you know privacy and basic human decency on our podcast i i, I once saw somebody post photos of people's license plates and then somebody ran their license plate because I don't know what sort of contact they had with somebody who has the capability of doing that. And then they doxed the person right there on Facebook. And I, I was, you know, I found that shocking. And the fact that nobody else apparently found it shocking was even more shocking. Anyway, so that that's the kind of stuff you see it. And, you know, you just wonder, like, well, is that what Twitter is going to turn into? Um you know, I, but then again, the, the comments obviously would not be public. I would hope, anyway. I don't know how how they process all of that. But there, there's yeah, a story. Yeah, there's a story about um, I don't know where it was. One of the one of the pubs uh, about how in New Jersey, I think it's in New Jersey, they've got a thing on all the cop cars that are constantly everywhere they go, they're looking at everybody's license plate. It's a thing that, that just specifically reads mm -hmm. license plates on a constant basis. 
and keeps track of them. Just constantly keeping track of them. And when, and when some, so that let's say a crime is committed, they could say, oh, well, we'll go back and see that this license plate has been in all of these places in the past. They get a whole history on it, which to me is kind of a privacy violation, but yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Same kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, so, I mean, I guess we can conclude this, this bit with good luck, Twitter. <laughs> we hope yeah, I think well. it's, you know, you know it's I mean, worth it's, trying, it, I guess. I mean, it, a similar thing to it is that, you know, uh, well, they're, they're looking to crowdsource something, but Facebook like convened this, um, you know, panel of, of notables that are looking at, at, you know, are going to tell, I forget what it's called. They're going to tell Facebook what to do, you know? And, oh yes, yes, yes. There. Yeah, and um, you know, and 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 they're going to pass on. You know, they're they're going to say whether or not you know th- th- let Trump back on or don't let Trump back on, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, um, independent review panel. Yeah, we'll something like that. And I I think all of that is is problematic. I think the the basic problem is is still, you know, alg- algor- algorithmic nudging at all times. That's completely unaccountable and possibly not even fully understandable by the company that runs it. Yep. Created a monster. So then the other thing that, that, that I mentioned at the, at the beginning was what's going on with signal. Um, Apparently signals founder has pushed back against internal efforts to um, have some sort of, mechanism to prevent misuse of the platform whatever however they define that um i think this you know this is something we've talked about before about you know technical ethics and 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 um i don't know the the desire to that uh, by some to limit harm done by one's software or but or the, on the the opposite side of of the token would be, you know, the the notion that it's even possible to um, only only allow ethical uses of something without without having any unethical uses. In other words, backdoors being the idea that it's even possible that a backdoor could be could be only used by good guys. <laughs> it's the same, kind of the same thing to me. So, it, yeah, it's impossible. I, 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 yeah. I, I think there's something oxymoronic about having a monitoring function on a system that's built for secrecy. Yeah, so that, the whole, that's the whole my, appeal that is secrecy. First... Go here, yeah. use this if you want to be secret with each other. And then yeah. somebody comes like, wait, now, wait a minute, no, you can't be fully secret because we want to monitor what you're doing because you might be doing something bad. I, yeah, I'm confused. You know, I'm confused by the controversy. That's the thing. it was a big story, but I'm frankly confused as to how it even came up because if it's encrypted, how how would they possibly know what if there's abuse happening or exactly. misuse by whatever definition? How do they know? Which is like my the whole point exactly. is that they shouldn't they shouldn't know. I mean, they're just the the um, the pipes through which the water flows. Well, you know, back here in the physical world, we. Um, with telephony, you know, you, if you were law enforcement, you had to get a court order uh, to monitor, uh, um, you know, to, 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 to get a wiretap, right? Uh, there, there were these safeguards that were basically um, made possible by the 
uh, difficulty of, of monitoring, the inherent difficulty of monitoring. But in the digital world, it's not inherently difficult. It's real easy to monitor stuff. And, uh, and if it's encrypted, well, then the whole idea is that you're not being monitored. That's the whole appeal of it. But still, you know, bad uses can be made of it, which is why law enforcement would very much like backdoors. But then, you know, the tech techies among us, including us, will say, well, wait, a backdoors are a bad idea because even bad guys could get in the backdoors. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, until we figure out a way to to make this work, there's a there's a book a friend of mine wrote, uh, Brett Frischman, called Shepherd's Drone, um, which I recommend. Brett Frischman, uh, Shepherd's Drone, and it, it it's set in a future, and it's a science fiction book but it's based on a science present and there's a society where everybody's jacked in everybody has a brain implant and uh, an ocular implant so at a certain level there's there are no secrets but in another level everybody can like look through all the world's knowledge and look through other stuff but they do have ways inside of it that society can work where there are secrets where people can communicate selectively with each other at a, at a mental level uh, and it's, um, and it works, you know, I mean, of course it works in fiction, but he's imagining a future where this problem is solved, right? The problem is solved. Somehow the problem is solved, uh, that, but we haven't solved it here in the, in, in the digital world that we have, which is still really young and really early. And, and I, I, I don't know how to, I think it, it it's easier for me to contemplate that it can't be solved. And that yeah. bothers me too, because it's quite possible for somebody who's a truly bad actor to do some truly bad stuff without anybody knowing yeah. about it. It reminds and, and me, to, uh, oh, go ahead, Kathy. Oh, so I was going to say, uh, to be fair, they, there are ways that they could know about misuse. And that's because some, one of their, their group chat features would allow you, let's say, for example, um, you're with some extreme organization, whatever it is, um, you could post a link to use your signal group to a public forum that anybody could see signal could see oh hey you know our signal link is being used over here to recruit in this shady group and just because signal doesn't have access to you know the names and the, the members and, and the content they can still see that it's potentially being used to organize something they don't approve of so so i think you know i can see that that's maybe how the discussion got, came up but apparently but, um, you know, Signal's founder has said that, you know, they, they're just not going to deal with that until it becomes a, until it is, you know, until they notice it being a problem. But, you know, it, it still, you know, I, my position has always been, we either all have, you know, you can, we either all have privacy and security or, or nobody does. And, and that, you know, it, it's like the ACLU, you know, marching to, or, you know, defending a Ku Klux Klan rally, which happened, you know, a long time ago, which I don't know what, would that happen today? I don't know. I don't know if that would fly anymore. And, um, you know, in our current sure, climate. Maybe somebody from the ACLU can tell us it, but. Um, yeah, that's a, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if they have that, that position anymore, but it's the same thing. It's either everybody has the freedom of, of speech in that case, or nobody does. And, and, and in this case, it's every, either everyone has the freedom of, having private spaces on the internet or nobody does. There's a writer named Lewis Hyde who um, uh, taught at Kenyon for many years. He's been a colleague and he's, uh, he won a MacArthur prize for his book, uh, The Gift 
which is really kind of a landmark book, but a later book that he wrote is called Common as Air. And it's about commons and, and governing the commons, whatever commons might be. And one of the things he talks about is that all rights are what he calls stinted. They are, no right is absolute. Um, one does not have an absolute right on one's property to, to graze cattle in their front yard if, you know, if the community doesn't like it. I mean, it, there are just lots of ways that we have rights that are not, you know, that are not total. And I think that we're sort of in this, you know, we, we made a binary kind of choice with uh, in, the, in the internet world that if it's encrypted, then it is really secret and there is no way, there's no other way. We, either we have complete privacy that way or we don't. And I don't think it's, you know, I, I mean, the problem is that if you try to design stinting those rights into the system, then lots of us are going to feel insecure, right? We're going to feel like, no, wait a minute, they can't get in here. I, you know, I mean, one of the things I've wondered about often is, you know, is it possible to have fully anonymous email? Fully, you know, I, if I just wanted to have, you know, you can have burner emails or there are ways around it in some ways, but I, are they completely secure? I don't know. You know, I mean, and, and I've never tried it, but it's an interesting question. I, I think we're, we're very early in the evolution of wherever this is going to go. Yeah. So, so our, I think Petros actually, did you have something to add that you wanted to add before we move on to the next, uh, next yeah, thing? Yeah. I, I, uh, it, uh, came to mind. Um, if you recall about, I think it was either 2015 or 2016, the, uh, San Bernardino shooting mm-hmm. event in, um, I think it was a Christmas party, um, some office thing here homegrown terrorism and yes it was in an office and uh you know as unfortunate of an event of an event it was the you know our federal agents got uh, a hold of the shooter's iphone and i remember uh, how big of an a situation it was that apple and even though Apple does not condone, does not support any acts of terrorism, I want to make that uh, clear, they refuse to open up or create a backdoor for the purpose of, you know, retrieving whatever sensitive data was on this phone because of the potential risk it was going mm-hmm. to create for everybody and anybody, whether they were doing shady things or not. I mean, this story goes, you know, it's, it's a reoccurring theme. I mean, we can go back even further in time and it's just, I don't think we'll ever get to a resolution. I mean, we're just going to continue seeing this, you know, to moderate, to not moderate, to, <laughs> to snoop, to not snoop. I mean, it's, it's going to be a reoccurring thing. I mean, probably indefinitely. Well, but then they got, they got access to the data anyway. Well, well isn't it an Israeli not, security company? That not through Apple though. It? No, no, not through Apple. And, you know, and Apple was right to stand their ground. And, you know, among other things, it would have hurt their brand, you know, to, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think it they were right. The and I think yeah. the FBI yeah. didn't need them anyway. So though Apple didn't have As to it turned out. their ethics yeah. and, you know, win, yeah. win, I guess. Um, although <laughs> it, it would have been different if know. they actually did find, you know, truly incriminating evidence on the phone that they cracked, that the FBI cracked or whoever cracked it. I don't forget who cracked it, but. Would it though? 
I mean, would that would that matter? And, and speaking of the the ethics of it, I mean, until you until you crack it, you don't know what you're going to find. So, well, let's you know, let's say a crime is committed uh, by somebody who drops their iPhone, um, and Apple says we're not going to open this iPhone up, and then the FBI um, takes two weeks to open it up. In the meantime, the serial killer has killed five more people. Somebody's going to say Apple, uh, that blood is on Apple's hands because had they put a backdoor in there for the FBI, the FBI could have prevented those killings. That mm. we're going to have that. That's yeah, going to that happen. will happen. You're right. Yeah, right. yeah so that would happen. I would, I would think that that position is wrong, but you know, it's, but it is well, inevitable. I, 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 mean, I think it is too, but I think we're going to have that. It, it's, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, it's, and until it's, we find some, it's not even a middle ground, it's some other ground. There's an other yeah. ground that we don't have right now. Um, that because it's too easy to think of things simplistically. No, absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's the, that. That's exactly the problem. On the surface, it seems it it does seem kind of obvious that 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 Apple was was at fault. If you know, it would be you know if that that sort of thing happened. But what people I think don't consider is that by making their devices less secure. How many other people are they harming beyond, you know what I mean? It's imagine all of the, the crazy stalker ex-boyfriends that, you know, can now hack into, you know, their girlfriends, every, you know, um, location. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, just the, the larger implications of making a less secure device are to me and to probably a lot of people far more harmful than any consequence of uh, making them secure. Yeah, and it's and it's an argument we're never going to stop having until we exactly, invent that yeah. other ground. <laughs> and again, it's yep. a ground. I yep. was involved in a conversation this morning where uh, somebody said, "Well, there are these two sectors: there's the public sector and the private sector. Is if the whole world is divided that way, and is this a private sector solution or a public sector solution?" No, wait a minute. There, there's lots of there are lots of things that are neither. You know, technology. What's technology? I mean, technology cuts all both ways. It's not that simple, you know. There, there are, there are subtleties to things, right? So, and I'm probably uh, oversimplifying too, and making false equivalences. And, well, <laughs> and, but still, you can, you know, we can't help that, doing that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so the other big news, and this is maybe the biggest thing, is this uh, Robin Hood, GameStop, uh, Reddit thing where a Reddit group, I believe they're called Wall Street Bets, um, got together and figured out that a hedge fund had a massive short position in, in uh, GameStop and said, hey, let's play with that. And um, I, I don't know how much of it was activism and how much of it was just the desire to make money with a short squeeze, um, but it seemed to have worked. It was, I think, I want to say, was it at 19 last week? And I don't know what it, let's see what it closed at today. Um, I, I, at some point I looked at it and it was in the high, it was like 380 or something. Yeah, it was definitely kept it over up. 400 yesterday. So, somehow the traders have kept it up there. So anybody who's, I, I advise anybody who owns GameStop to unload it now still. Yeah, I, I would, <laughs> if it you made worth money, that. I would If it's take not that. worth that much, unload it now. But the, yeah. the problem I mean, again, that's one of those things where people are calling for, well, we have to fix this. I think it's fixing itself. I, I think, you know, we see what's going on with it. Um, Wall Street is a, is a casino. Um, 
you know, not it's a casino run by the gamblers. <laughs> it's not necessarily, you know, to to some extent, it's overseen by the by the SEC and by regulators. But they're just, you know, they're not working for the house. The, everybody is the right. house, and exactly. And and we have to let it play out. I I think let everybody have their lulls and let it let it let nature take its course. And but that's my position I, I think- on it. I think it does, but it ties into this idea of content moderation because the consequence of this was that Robinhood, the sort of accessible everybody's you know trading app, took uh, GameStop. They wouldn't they wouldn't let anybody trade it. They took it off. Right. They, they froze um, yeah. so they yeah they like froze trading on it. Um, it uh, Discord. Uh, banned the reddit group uh wall street bets from their platform but then they reversed their decision and apparently they're back on on, on discord but they temporarily deplatformed de- them um you know so that that's kind of interesting and then and then you have the whole you know the actual like circuit breaker thing where it actually it, trading actually froze i think uh midday uh, I think was it today or was it yesterday that it actually froze? I'm not sure. Anyway, it, it, yeah. this the massive, massive price surge triggered this the built-in circuit breaker, and it's it froze trading for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean that's not that's not content moderation. That's just interesting. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting yeah. to think of how this will shake out because. Um, I mean, it's it's created a lot of market volatility. A lot of a lot of tech stocks have been hit a little bit, and I think there's there are a few reasons. Some of it is because the the big major you know institutional investors are well, they're having <laughs> you know they're having to cover various short positions. You know, who knows how many hedge funds had shorts on some all of, all these stocks that are that are uh, suddenly surging. And if you have to c- cover those positions, well, you might have to sell your uh, Apple stock or your you know your other you know, big positions. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of a bummer. And it's, it's, what's going to, it's creating volatility. It's not um, just GameStop. I mean, AMC. Yeah. yeah Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, AMC AMC yeah, theaters. And there's a few yeah. others. Yeah. And now it, it, apparently they, they're going into, into uh, cryptocurrency because yes. they're, they're bored over the weekend. <laughs> and uh, now they're, they're going in, they're going to go trade crypto. Um, yeah. I, 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 but I, I don't do, know. Like, you're good. Sorry. I was going to say, so what I like, you're a hedge fund what do you do now you're like oh <laughs> the game is up <laughs> like I yeah know, I, kind I, of... get out of you know go into go into value investing and stop and, yeah and i feel like the they're gonna thing. have to be i mean a for a while anyway yeah. i mean it, it i mean the weird thing about shorting is that you're you know and I, I i have to admit it i i don't know that much about this stuff and i don't invest so i i had a i, I had assumed okay you've got a bet that the stock is going to Stock is going to, I'm betting that the stock's going to go down to um, five. And um, and then I collect if it ever does go there. Yeah. But that's not it. No, you borrow the money. <laughs> to, yeah, you, to secure, you sold something you don't that. own. Yeah. And so like, that doesn't work in the real world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> some people that are securing that are, 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 are dependent on it or are, are, are demanding collateral. And that's why people had to, had to throw yeah, in you a, have to buy a to billion dollars position. or something to shore these guys up. The the pro the one the one problem I have with it is with what ha- has happened is actually a moral one and the moral equivalency one too which is um, well screw those guys uh, I'm, we're going to stick it to them and yeah. then on the part of the guys they're sticking it to that they were being bad in the first place I mean let's just assume that they were yeah. so we have two wrongs not necessarily making a right but just creating a whole lot of havoc and to me you know. 
trying trying to screw somebody because you don't like them and bankrupt them because you don't like them is is really icky ethics it, it it's not uh, it's not good it's not a good way to act and it's not a good way to be if you're seeking vengeance you know and for a perceived slight or for, for a perceived wrong and 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 that they were that let's say the hedge funds are really big bad and awful and evil and you know all that stuff um i let's find a way to fix them or make them impossible but to to just outright screw them for the sport of it i don't like that well i don't i don't know if it was sport i mean uh, you know i think a lot of i don't know i read some of the threads they seem pretty sporting to me some of it was yes absolutely but i think a lot of it is also young people going hey wait a second you mean i can make this these this big you know these these massive gains too you mean i can do it by myself what seriously you know i think it was an opportunity people thought you know you know these big millionaires and billionaires have been doing it why, why can't i you know i think there was a little bit of that too right um, and, and that's you know gaming gaming the market that way is i, I suppose illegal you, you know but i mean but what is what is it. gaming the market i mean that that's what hedge funds do every day i mean well, it, it's a bunch the of fact that they can to take together a, and yeah they could take a position where they've sold more stock than even exists. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's mm. literally what they're doing. And, uh, you know, everybody, anybody who knows anything about investing in the stock market knows that a, sh- that a short position is high, high risk. And you know that you just know, because with, with a, nor- a regular, you know, buy low, sell high kind of position, you know, p- you know, buying based on fundamentals and, you know, the old fashioned way, so to speak, you have a limited loss, right? You buy, you buy, uh, I don't know, Google at a hundred as if, but if you buy Google at a hundred and you sell it at 150, that you, you can't lose any more than that hundred dollars. Right. But if you have a short position, well, your loss is unlimited. <laughs> you can, you know, yeah. you've sold it at a hundred speculating that it will drop to 50. You'll buy it back and then you, you'll have just made 50 bucks. Well, if you, if yeah. you sell it at a hundred, there's no limit to how high it can go. Therefore, mm-hmm. there's no limit you say, to your loss. You say it's, so it's risky, but think about it. Everything that uh, you've seen that's being targeted right now is it's all retail. And yeah, and yeah, no, I mean they, struggling. you know, I I totally understand why they were shorting it, but I don't understand. You know, I do understand how these the people identified the the companies, but. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, sure. They thought that they had they had a pretty safe yet risky, <laughs> safe yet risky, whatever that means, a safe risk, but or calculated risk, I suppose is the word. But um, well, apparently not. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what what happens. Um, I think I read that Biden appointed a new the this guy Gensler as the new head of the SEC, and I, it'll be interesting to see where he falls. Like, what you know who he decides maybe he wants to investigate. So it'll be interesting. There's a, I know we're not talking about this, but somebody just sent me a note. Um, Shoshana Zuboff, who's a friend and who wrote um, the rise of the, the age of surveillance capitalism has a new piece in the New York times called the coup we're not talking about. And the subtitle probably says it: we can have democracy or, or we can have a surveillance society, but we cannot have both. So that sort of plays into what we're talking about. I haven't read it, yeah. of course. It's just I've just read the headline, yeah. but it plays well, it's into. It's also interesting. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. to see that you know politicians of of all sorts are are, and you know and uh, you know business people like the Mark Cubans of the world, and also like AOC and and also Ted Cruz. You know, we're all all seem to be on the same side, which is kind of um, well, it's weird. 
but um yeah interesting i mean maybe, maybe people perceive this as the de- democratization of uh of finance i don't know what is democratization at this point anyway i mean what does that mean who the hell knows <laughs> no i yeah, think you I, know i think we want to believe that it's power to the people but i don't know if that's what it actually means yeah i mean you know but Plato warned that democracy is not a great idea in some ways, but then you have some elite in charge and that may not be the best idea either. No. You know, William F. Buckley said he'd rather have, um, he'd rather be governed by the first 2000 names in the Boston phone directory than by the Harvard faculty. Right. So that's, uh, you know, people versus elites. Yeah. At bare, at minimum, I think that people are realizing I guess the the power of uh, of grassroots organizing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's true. I mean, I think that. Yeah. I have a bet though that in the long run, really positive grassroots organizing, which is, we're going to vote for people who are working for us in our constituency, mm-hmm. actually doing things that work for us. You know, giving us laws that are going to give us better infrastructure and better accountability and better courts and schools and whatever else. Um, truly matters you know that right that would be good i'm i'm concerned about the kind of activism that's basically we want this guy for emperor and and he's right and everybody else is wrong which is kind well, of well yes that is you know, a bit disturbing yeah but i don't know i mean maybe maybe some good comes out of this um this uh reddit GameStop thing. I mean, maybe maybe there will be a little bit of uh, gentle regulation that benefits us all in some way. I don't know. Uh, reduces. I mean, you know, we there there we have a history of allowing predatory investment products. You know, I've seen this scene before. Mortgage though. crisis. In, What's uh, that, Petros? I've seen this scene before. In, right. Uh, yeah. Dark Knight Rises. You don't remember? Oh, I haven't seen that in however long it's been. With Bane uh, and uh, how he gets the uh, the market to crash. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, the, you know, we're, we're living in a science fiction future, you know, right now. The interesting thing is the world is so messy. You know, it, you don't need a Bane in order to make this stuff happen or a Lex no. Luthor or some other uh, evil super genius would, what you need is just a chaos. You just need you, know, you need the chaos that tends to happen when a bunch of people with undo, with weird influence at a given moment in time do something um, strange and big things happen. I mean, it's you know, yeah. or or it could be done. I mean, you know, chaos could be caused by one bad person. I mean, uh, uh, an interesting thing to me is that I mean, Timothy McVeigh, you know, did what he did. He killed two hundred some people, but it had no cascading effects i think he expected it to but it didn't you know so yeah, there we are yeah so what's well, the next I'm topic to... oh that was it we actually covered all three well, we covered you know, them that all? maybe the first okay. time the signal one and uh, okay yeah i know I it's, there was it, another one no we've got signal we've got um we've got uh twitter's bird watch crowdsourcing and we had uh this robin hood thing yeah well, well, it is. It is. Here we um, are. The hour. We hit the hour. Yep. We hit the hour. Virtual high five. Virtual high five. Yeah. For, so for those of so us yeah, who are... um, I think we conclude conclude that there's a there's a lot of information on the internet. Some of it can be very, pretty <laughs> powerful. 
like, and now what, what now what do we do everyone's like, answer is different one of my favorite um headlines from the onion like from 1997 you know something like that was error found on internet it <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of the xkcd someone is wrong on the internet <laughs> yeah yeah i have to fix it i, I, I love remember that, that one, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that one. I actually shared that one with my wife because uh, she has a tendency to argue with people on Facebook, like mm -hmm. in, on groups and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So as so soon as I own. saw that, uh, that, that comic strip, <laughs> I immediately sent it to her because I said, this is you. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's perfect. It's evergreen. It's always relevant. Um, yeah. And, and maybe never more so than, than today when, you know, everyone's trying to figure out they, they've identified the problem that someone is wrong on the internet and now uh, we don't know what to do about it. And then everybody's taking a different approach. Signal is saying, yeah. well, maybe it's not a problem yet. Maybe we'll just worry about that later. And Twitter is saying, well, maybe, maybe, uh, all the users can fix it. And Robin Hood said, nope, let's get Let's kick GameStop off our uh, trading platform. So, I miss the um, days. I miss the days when the internet was just uh, a bunch of strong bad uh, videos and um, random blogs here and there. Yeah, I miss them too. Time. I miss them too because uh, I had I had a lot of readers when my blog was <laughs> a thousand years ago. Well, you know, could again. So yeah, let's see. Cool. Well, if you've yeah, made it this far. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble on about um, current events and trying to solve the problems of the world in uh, less than an hour. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, please Solved. check us out next week. I'm sure we'll have some, some interesting uh, topics. Some yeah, it, it always does. <laughs>